The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and usually I get to say from the sunny place, but it's been raining since Monday, and it's a little drippy. I see water still running down the street, so hopefully we're almost through it. Uh, This show is brought to you by Valenta Slim Roast Coffee. The coffee's all natural, helps you lose weight, and gives you your morning cup of coffee all at the same time. To learn more about it, go to the self-improvement blog. You'll see a big cup of coffee on the in the right sidebar. While you're there, take a, a look at our guest picture. Read his bio. You're going to be really glad you did. Today we're going to talk about the heart. And I'm going to start with a line I read on the internet. And I quote, It's only the size of a fist, and yet it is central to human existence. It has been the subject of poetical discourse and scientific scrutiny, anatomical debate and lovers' quarrels. It is the human heart, unquote. In my research preparing for the show, I found a list of 182 ways to describe the heart. You can find these on the self-improvement blog. I thought it was kind of fun to put them on there. Now, the first five, for example, are one's heart's desire, a bleeding heart, a change of heart, a heart of gold, a heart of stone. Now, I edited out most of the duplicates, but there's still a really long list, and it's kind of fun to read it. Now, we all know that a healthy heart is essential for a vibrant, healthy life. If you know anybody that has a heart problem, you know that they um, don't have always a vibrant life. Um, where, where We hear a lot about the importance of diet and exercise, limiting stress, getting enough sleep and on and on to maintain a healthy heart. We watch our blood pressure. We watch our cholesterol. We watch our weight. We get checkups so we know our heart is functioning properly, all those things. Now, some doctors still look at the heart as only a mechanical device. It's a pump that gets the the blood distributed through the body so the cells are nourished and oxygenated. And, And their treatment is aimed strictly at the anatomy and physiology of the heart. Others, like today's guest, see the spiritual side of the heart as well and incorporate that into their healing practice. And that's what we're going to talk about today. 
Dr. Arthur Constantine earned a medical degree from the University of Alabama at Birmingham and did a cardiology fellowship at the Medical College of Georgia in Augusta. He is a cardiologist practicing at the Heart Group St. Thomas Heart at St. Thomas Hospital in Nashville, Tennessee. In his book, It's Always the Heart, he discusses how you can heal your heart to heal your life by maintaining a healthy physical and spiritual life. He states, and I love this quote, we're going to talk about it, this world has a heart problem, both physical and spiritual, and it's time to unclog these clogged arteries. And it's my absolute delight to welcome Dr. Arthur Constantine to the Self-Improvement Show. Dr. Welcome. Irene, thank you, and thank you for giving us the op- or giving me the opportunity to speak uh, to you uh, today and your guests. It is a subject that's really uh, uh, on my heart, and it's been on my heart for quite some time. And um, anytime my wife laughs and says, and "You'll stop and talk to someone and won't stop when it comes to this subject," <laughs> they start asking you about that. I, I enjoy it, and uh, I think we all, including me, uh, need it. Um, you know, it's just uh, an uplifting message when you think about it. Well, there's several things. One, thank you for taking your time because I know cardiologists don't have a lot of time on their hands to spare. Uh, and I appreciate that you did this. And the other one is I love the way <coughs> you say that, <coughs> excuse me, that the subject is on your heart because that, <laughs> we're going to talk about that. But tell us first about yourself. Who is Arthur Constantine? Who are you really? <laughs> I'm really not a cardiologist. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I was, uh, you know, my grandparents, uh, they uh, paddled, I guess, back then over the uh, ocean from Greece to America. Everybody wants to come to America. And, um, you know, in, uh, in college, I uh, didn't know really what I wanted to do. Um, so I was a math major because I had enough hours in math. I figured I better hurry pick something because I don't, I don't know, um, what I'm going to do. And I thought I wanted to at least try to get into medical school and, um, it, uh, worked out the way it should have. And, uh, I didn't get in the first time and I thought, you know, maybe I shouldn't try again, but then, you know, it is, you, you don't know these things going forward. I don't think as much as you do looking back. But something makes you want to do it again or to do something again or, you, or leads you in a certain path. And then when you look back and you see how consistent that, that is in your life, you know, you know that, that it is, to me, a path that's guided by God. And so I think that some things you may want to stop or change course, you, just, you, you have it inside you. Something, you, know, you have something inside you that tells you you can't do that. Um, someone, someone may deny that. Uh, you know, what I claim about certain things, if I claim something about God, but you, everyone knows they have a spirit inside them uh, that, that, that drives them, that makes them do certain things, and they like certain things. It's part of, and, and again, that's your, your central being, your, your heart, your, you know, and, and that's uh, what it is. But I look back, and, and you know, so I, I got in the second time, and while I was in medical school, I, I thought, you know, I don't really want to do this. I thought, am I, did I make the right decision? And the same feeling, I just felt like I couldn't quit and now, looking back, I know why I couldn't. Again, I think that that was God's plan to continue on and, and do the things I'm supposed to do. And um, we were in Augusta, Georgia, and it was nice. And I've got a wife, Mary. Uh, she's awesome. She's put through, put up with this schedule and the way things are as a, as a doctor and a cardiologist for 30 years almost here. But we dated for six years. I think she had to take some 
time to make sure she realized what she was getting into. So whenever she decides to get mad at me or whatever, but she doesn't now because she now knows my heart, by the way. Um, and we, and when, when you know somebody's heart, uh, you uh, don't. It doesn't go down a certain path. You you, you know somebody. And you say that's not what that person meant. So it's, it's amazing. We we'll, we can talk about how it works in a relationship also. But then we have three children. Uh, one born in Birmingham when we were there, Alexa. And one in Augusta when we were there, Michael, and then uh, my youngest one, Chris, was born here in Nashville. And so we've been here since 93, and, um, you know, I couldn't be blessed more. It's a wonderful practice and a, and, and a subject to take care of. I, I, I'm so thankful that I have been blessed to be uh, taking care of the heart. I, I thought I wanted to do other things and was even interviewed in OBGYN, but, uh, you know, again, that same feeling and then the, work, the way it worked out, and I didn't... Uh, I decided I didn't really want to do that, and so I just went into internal medicine, and as I was doing that, the cardiology area seemed to be uh, the most interesting to me, and, um, you know, it worked out where we got a place to, and again, how we got that place, I won't uh, go into detail, but I know the place was where we were supposed to be. Again, uh, there were the connections that I had made before got me there, and that doesn't happen by accident. And then the connections to Nashville, um, we thought we were going back to Birmingham. And, and again, I have to give my wife extra credit for saying, you know, okay, I wanted to go back to Birmingham, but I'll trust you. We'll go there in Nashville. And it's been fine. It's been a wonderful experience. But we, can, you know, so that's the, that's the summation. And um, uh, it's interesting. You, you find out that there are certain people that you didn't really even know uh, that loved you so much that uh, back in when I was first here, one of the cath lab nurses, Delisa, she's awesome, and she gave me um, she gave me the Bible that I had. I mean, it's not that I wasn't a Christian, but I didn't really know. Uh, you know, I, didn't, I guess I didn't know the book too well, and so uh, and she tabbed it for me, so I would, and she put my name on it, so I'd claim it, and so the tabs, so I could know it had an index, and so I could find the places that I needed to find quicker because I didn't. I thought you're supposed to memorize where they were, and I didn't know where they all were, so I looked in the index as a as a cardiologist, and I said, I'm going to look at the heart. If I look at the heart, maybe I'll, I'll look at the heart and see what I what that teaches me about uh, about, about the heart. And I was amazed at what God said about the heart, and it's so similar to the physical heart. You can replace uh, the physical heart or the spiritual heart. With you. If you look in a, a textbook, you can say the spiritual heart is the center of all existence, and you'd say, well, that's true, as, instead of the physical heart. And in the Bible, you can replace the spiritual heart is the center of all, of all existence, and you can put the physical heart, and, and it is. And so, okay, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go back and define some terms. Everybody knows what the physical heart is. I mean, it's an organ in the body. What, what, how do you define, how do you describe, how do you explain the spiritual heart? Well, the spiritual, I guess it's our, um, it's, it's, it's our existence, our, what we fe- how we feel, um, what, what we enjoy doing, what we what consumes us, what do we what do we put our attention in? Things that we enjoy. Everyone has a blessing and talent, and that's part of their spiritual heart. It's part of what makes them who they are. Um, we all are different. No one's alike. My my wife and I are, are totally different in some of the ways that we are personally, and and even then. Um, from a standpoint of, of gifts and talents, I may be more outgoing than she would be, but she's, she is in her way. Um, I think what makes us up, uh, you, know, our, our, you know, the physical, the things that you can touch, obviously, our organs, our physical body, our physical heart, 
it our heart itself, our physical heart, it doesn't it doesn't make uh you know, it doesn't make our mind uh it doesn't make our it doesn't make our choices, it doesn't you know, but no, but our spiritual heart. When people say follow your heart or listen to your heart, not your head, what are they talking about? How do you listen to your heart? Well, that's a, another hard one to really describe. But, um, I actually, I, I like. I don't, I don't claim to ask easy questions. No, no, no. I, I think I love. Uh, in fact, I, I love these kind of things because it. You know, I, I'm one of the reasons. Uh, actually, Irene, I also wrote a study guide. Okay, I, I, and it goes with the book. It's, it's, it came out a little later because of the, what you said earlier. I, I use my spare time to get these things done, but um, it. Uh, and one of the things, the questions that were are asked are questions I want answered. I want to see what other people have to say about these things because I, I, you know, I'd like to see. You know, I could answer some of them myself, but I'd like to hear what others think. But, you know, follow your heart. I mean, you you know, when uh, I'll tell a, a, a short story about when, when we were younger as kids, the, my two cousins and my brother, we all get, you know, they were, we lived next door to each other like the Greek wedding uh, movie that you saw, you know, they, oh, the we really big do. Fat no, Greek wedding. That's right. We really do. We live next door to each other. There, my, my grandparents were two doors down. My great, my great uncle was down there, so we all were in the same street. So it's true. But we would, we, you know, with things as kids that we would do, and my brother will admit to this one. He'll say, "You always would say, I don't think we should do this. I feel like we shouldn't do this. Did I stop it? No. Did I get in trouble with the rest? Yes." Because, and there's nothing major, obviously, but, you know, yes, I did because I didn't stop it. But I had a feeling inside, I sh- we shouldn't do this. And I'm sure they did, too. But somebody brought it up, and I said, I don't think so. And my brother would say, you always had this feeling, where, you know, whenever it was something we shouldn't do, and we shouldn't have done it because we usually get into trouble. And they closed the gate between the two families, and we'd have to have the gate locked. And we were just looking at each other and saying, we can't get together. But I think, uh, you know, when you follow your heart, you know, you, like, the path of anyone chooses, you don't. You, you know what interests you, and you you say, well, I'll major in this, or I'll do this, because I, I think I'd like to do it. But then as you start to do it, you either are enjoying it or you're not. You say, I don't think this is right. I don't feel like this is right. The part that you feel is, is, the, is your heart. It's your heart. It's what, what you enjoy doing. If you're you know, artistic and you're in a business uh, type uh, major, you're going to probably feel that this is not for you. You just don't enjoy it. You don't think it, it doesn't stimulate you. It doesn't excite you. Um, and then there's that same, um, uh, you know, heart that we have that, that helps that we have to, that, that, that gives you guidance as far as, you know, what, it's just almost like a, it's, it's, our, it's our conscience, you might want to say, I guess. Yeah, I was thinking the same word. On that note, my heart tells me it's time to go to break. So we'll, <laughs> we'll be right back with more, so stay tuned. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. 
Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Today we're talking to Dr. Arthur Constantine, who's written a lovely little book called It's Always the Heart. Uh, He's a cardiologist in Nashville, and we were talking about listening to the heart just before the break. Uh, Before we get into the show again, I I really want to ask you, Dr. Constantine, to tell the listeners how they can find you and where they can find your book. Well, we're... um on a website, it's www.itsalwaystheheart.com, without an apostrophe on the it's, just spell it out without the apostrophe. It's a website that we want a little bit more interactive, so we're making a few adjustments, but that website will take you to where, uh, to the publisher, Westbow Press, that, uh, where the book at this point where you can purchase, um, and the study guide's also there, the one that I was speaking of earlier, where I want people to now say, okay, I see what you're saying. I want to commit it to my heart. And so how do you do that? Let me, and so I will give them some instructions on, you know, how to look into this so you can make your own uh, plan on how to have a, a good physical and spiritual heart. So it's alwaystheheart.com. And you could also go to Amazon. And this, at Amazon, most people, you know, a lot are familiar with Amazon. Uh, it should be there also. Yeah, I know it's on Amazon. <laughs> and I think you can, you, can, you can get it in a Kindle edition, too, I think, can't you? Yes, that's yeah. correct. A lot of us have gone technical on reading these days, and it's really, <laughs> it's really nice. One it's of the amazing. things you say, uh, I, yes, go ahead. No, I, I was not. I was I was agreeing with you. Things have oh. gotten so technical, uh, it it. In some ways, slows us down. I think, but hey, that's maybe I'm a little old-fashioned there. Oh, but it's nice when you say, "Oh, I'd love to read that book," and you push a button and you have it. <laughs> I, I love that part of it. You say, and, and I want to discuss this before we lose track of it. You said, and I quoted this in the beginning: "The world has a heart problem, both physical and spiritual, and it's time to unclog these clogged arteries." Uh, talk a little bit about what you meant by that. Uh, I have a pretty good idea, but, you know, just elaborate on it a little bit. I sure will. The um, heart disease, I'll speak physically, the heart disease is the number one killer in this country. And heart disease itself is a generally preventable disease. 
I understand the fact that people can get things they don't deserve. We're all we all have lottery tickets for everything that can be out there, and you know, but we can pretty much minimize getting sick early, in in especially with heart disease. Because if you can watch your diet, eat a, eat a good healthy diet, watch the fast foods and all the, you know, you you can avoid and, and exercise. You know, spend 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 thirty minutes of exercise at least every day. Uh, you have to shoot for every day because. I think that if we shoot for less than that, we compromise, and the next thing you know, it's three days and it's two days. So if you watch your diet, you exercise, and some people don't believe this one, but if you know, especially the ones that are doing it, but if you don't smoke, uh, you can lower your risk of heart disease 95%. And that's, that's pretty strong odds. In fact, if, any, if every disease would do that, you'd see, I'd, I'll be out, I don't think I'd ever get to work because I'd try to be preventing disease on how you prevent it by doing all these things. But actually, you probably can improve a lot of the other diseases that I'm not the expert on. By just doing those things, so watching your diet, eating well, and watching avoid you know just eating a lot of natural things, and and there's lots of lots out there we can eat. So if we and, and so since it's a preventable problem and we can do it, why don't we do it? Well, it's time to change our heart, and, and so we can change our heart. We we have to. It's time this that we got to unclog the arteries, but I can unclog them. I mean, in fact, I can show you some pictures on Instagram that are not named, so it's not. Uh, it's not violating any HIPAA laws or anything like that, but I can show you a, a blocked artery and a fixed artery. I can unclog it. I can fix it with a stent and make it look beautiful, but I can't keep it there. Only, only you can keep it that way. And so, not you, everyone, you know, anyone, I can't, I can't, I can only keep my own heart healthy. I can't keep my wife's heart healthy. I can't make my kids do it. It's something that they have to do on their, their own, and, and they have to have the heart to do it. And we talked about listening to our heart. You have to have the desire to do it. It has to be in you to do it. And, it, and it's not in everyone. And sometimes it's in them, but they, they get discouraged for whatever reason. And there's so many time-consuming reasons that we can stop doing the, the, the time to exercise and all. We think we don't have time. But actually, by doing the things that I could speak about and we can go over, you actually get more time. You have more time. And you become more efficient. Uh, you have to be efficient. You have to make sure you're prepared the night before. and You've got to get your stuff ready to go. You have to change your heart. You have to change the way you're doing things to take better care of your heart. And, and, and it's actually, in the long run, way more uh, time efficient because you won't be sick. You won't be in the hospital. You won't have to stop and see the doctor. Um, so from the standpoint of changing our, our physical heart, it's time to unclog. We'd like to keep it where uh, you know, we don't have to even get them clogged, but from a physical standpoint, we can certainly unclog them with a procedure and then keep them that way personally. And spiritually, what I mean by that, if we can look at the world and what's happening out there, uh, I don't think that anyone, whether you believe in um, you know whoever your Lord is, uh, but I'm pretty confident that God did not does not intend for this world to be fighting the way that, that it is, and, and, the, and the things that are going on, and people that they're just they're, they spend money they don't have. I mean, things that we do, we're just falling away, taking God out of the schools and things that are you know. So if that's important, we're, we're doing things and we're clogging up uh, our spiritual heart arteries also the, the arteries to our spiritual heart and so by doing that and you say what are what are the arteries well anything that allows the spiritual heart to receive whatever it may need to be i if i say it's god if i say it's jesus if, if someone else says it's a, a spirit why would uh, uh, just a good spirit whatever it may be why do i want to stop the avenues to that uh, the, the roads to that i shouldn't there's no. I'm not, I don't feel threatened by that. Why would Why would you feel threatened by that? I'm, it's not something I'm saying is a bad thing. It's not something that it would actually. If everyone lived 
by changing their heart and having a better heart toward each other and a love for each other, then this place would be a wonderful place to be. And, you know, we have to, it's just time to start saying, okay, this has gone far enough. I think most people agree, regardless of what, who you, whether you're right, left, center, or if you're, you know, Christian, athe- you know, atheist, uh, Jewish, anyone, a Muslim, everyone agrees the same thing. And I'm not, I'm not excluding anyone by just, uh, you can put dot, 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 and including everyone. Everyone would rather have peace. I don't think anyone likes fighting. And, and the way things are going these days where we are just not treating each other the way we want to be treated, that is clogging up. That, that is clogging up our heart. That makes our, that makes, that puts, that, that makes our hearts feel bad. And we've just got to change our heart. You can't succeed in whatever it is that you want to do if we're going to do it in an evil way, no matter which way it may be. If we're spending too much money, we can't have the success of peace and a retirement, the money that we have to, to live off of without never, ever, ever having anything to save or to give or to help other people if we're spending it all on us and living above our means. But you have to change your heart to what consumes that heart to receive that. You, it won't just happen by just I'm continue to spend the way I spend or eat the way I eat or you know consume the, the beverages or, or the drugs or whatever it may be, the way I, I have to change the way I feel, the way I think. It might let my heart change the way I think and act. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I found really interesting in your book, I found a lot of interesting things in your book, but you talk about the heart in relation to different personality characteristics. And and your first one I thought was absolutely fascinating. Um, You called it the haughty heart, and you you named the guy Mr. Important, and we see this so much. Talk about Mr. Important and the haughty heart and what that means and, and what that kind of spirit does to you. Sure. And thank you for, the, you're, you're very kind, and then you say that you, there are parts of the book uh, that you found very interesting, a lot of them, and you say, oh, I found this, and uh, actually I found more. Because, you know, any person, that that's not what I do, obviously. I'm not a writer, although I was an English minor in college, uh, you wonder, was that anything to do with that? But the point is that to have someone that's well-read and, and, and well-spoken to, to say those things, you, you make a writer feel really good, especially one that doesn't know he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. But uh, anyway, he thinks he is. It's in his heart. But So I appreciate that. That was very kind. The, uh, the, the haughty heart is uh, in, in these things. So as I was reading about you know, these uh, issues of the heart, and, and I got all my. I use it as a term paper. If you want to, if you want to sort of use it as a as an easy thing, we all have been through. And I use my reference. It was the Bible and the, and the Bible's issues of the heart. And so that's how I got the issues of the heart. And that's you know my belief is that that he let, God let that for our instruction. And and again, we could all agree that having a haughty heart. I don't care who your uh, Lord is. That your a haughty heart, someone that's very arrogant and very me-centric. I'm going to take care of me, and I don't really care about you or anyone else around me, and I've got to be first, and you've got to take care of this, and I have to do this. Um, no one wants to be like that, and no one wants to be that around that type of person. And actually, if you look at it, though, my, my mom, who read the manuscript, she said, that she, she said, and this has surprised me at first, I didn't know that you know, she'd say this, but she says, I see myself in every chapter. And I said to my mom, well, actually, I see myself in every chapter because they, it's not that you, we're all haughty, but every time, everyone wants something now. I want this healing now. I want this cancer to go away now. I want this now. 
but God says in his time. And so we just continue to stay faithful to do the things that we know to do, and things go away on that way. Or you know, If they're going to heal, they're going to heal. But we, but we all want, I want to get in line first. I can't take this guy slowing down, and I want to pass this guy. You know, on the, and so we all have an arrogant or haughty heart at times, but we don't want that to govern us. That's, that's, the, that's the thing. And, and so when, but what that does, though, it, it, it's a, it's a, um, it, it really puts stress on your heart because you're not going to have all those things in life. It won't happen that way. If we're, gonna, if we're going to expect that, it's going to be a pretty disappointing life because things are going to happen to us. I mean, it's, again, not, not trying to, uh, I'm a cardiologist, so I'm just going to talk about just the heart. But in general, um, it, it is true that um, that no one lives forever. So, we, and, and, and I, I said that God warns us we are going we are going to experience trouble in this life. And so, you know, I'm not looking at it on a negative way, but everyone knows that it's not been smooth their whole life. They've always had things they've had to overcome. So, it'll be awful disappointing and awful hurtful to us if we are if we feel like every single time we have to be this, this has to be all about me. And if it is, it's, that's not reality, and and eventually that wears on you because you you're never you're never going to get that, and it it has to put extra pressure because it's just you respond in, a, in an angry way, and and that and anger. It's time for us to go to break, and I really want to talk more about what happens to you when you have a haughty heart, uh, <laughs> and it's all about you. So let's go to break and come back and finish that thought. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. 
Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Dr. Arthur Constantine. He's written a lovely little book called It's Always the Heart. We were talking before the break about uh, some personality characteristics, and one was the haughty heart, the the know-it-all, the person who has everything being about me. Uh, And you were talking just very briefly about the anger that some of these people carry. What does anger do to the heart? Well, um, you know, I know how um, even at times when, you know, uh, I fall down on that subject, I, I almost immediately, because again, I have a heart towards what I, I feel like uh, God wants me to be, and that's not an angry person. And so, if I do uh, get angry for whatever reason, I know it makes me want to feel immediately like I want to apologize, and not really about what I said, but how I said it. It, it just has to come out. It, it to leave it there, it just it festers, and it's it only it just it it just stirs up. It's just a constant turmoil. And that constant turmoil doesn't give you peace. It doesn't give you rest. And 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 stress, it, it's, they're all related. It's almost like if I'm always first or have to be first, and that's not possible, it stresses you out. It angers you when that doesn't happen. And the response, I feel like anger, just like um, like anger will, will make your cells cringe almost. They, they, they cringe. They don't work efficiently if you're, if you're angry all the time. But it's the same as peace. Peace, and if I, as I said peace, uh, Irene, I almost, my heart feels enlightened just as I said that, and I feel, uh, feel a, a warmth. I just feel so much better when I said peace. When I said anger, all of a sudden I'm feeling tense. I want to clench my chest. Everything and, tightens up. Are you everything. familiar with the works of Candace Pert? Of what? She wrote a, book, her, a woman named Candace Pert wrote a book about the molecules of emotion uh, and how no. they find peptides in every cell. That you know, and they're different. Whether you know, if you're happy and at peace, or if you're angry, mm-hmm. you know, those emotions, those peptides, show up in every single cell of your body. Wow! Well, I could easily believe that. And and you know, even in an aside, I I don't know where it is in any any book. I guess I can find it somewhere, and somebody's thought about it, but. Even when, so from that standpoint, that releases things, or peace, or joy, that releases certain enzymes or certain things in your body that help clean it of disease or, or, or rid yes. it of, of toxins. By the same time, the same token, the, the negative ones, it's like the good and bad cholesterol. The good cholesterol takes good care of, of things and keeps you healthy. The bad cholesterol is, is atherogenic. It makes plaque form in your arteries, and, and so... Uh, the same thing with exercise. It's, it releases stuff into your system when you're sick that that that, that helps it heal. Um, and I, I really do believe, even though there may not be somebody that's done a study that says that's true, um, I'll take a bunch of patients and, and we'll do this, and then we'll take another bunch and let them do what they want to do that's opposite of that, and we'll see who who heal, how many what the percentages are. And I'm sure it's not 100% in, in either category, but I bet the percentages will be significantly higher in the category with peace, the ones that have joy, the ones that have laughter, the ones that have exercise, uh, have a spirit of, of joy, a uh, joy-filled heart versus a haughty heart that's got to be just, uh, I can't, it won't, it will never happen. So things that, remember, imagine how 
if you're in a position where you want something so bad, but it's never going to happen, how does that make you feel? That would be horrible. Um, you know, so that's what happens with a haughty heart. I've got to have it all now. Me, this, that. And you might even say it. It may not come out, but you're you're not. You, you just don't have joy in 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 your countenance. You you just don't. You look frustrated all the time when that happens. And I, again, if your cells are doing that, I think it can help promote disease, and it can help promote. You know, it also tells you that I can do what I want. I'll go eat what I want. I don't have to exercise. I do. I'm, I do what I want. Well, that attitude over years, I can smoke if I want to. It's not going to bother my heart. I'm, I, that was me. Why, why, why would it happen to me? Yes, and that I'm attitude, immortal. I'm immortal. I'm not like any other human being. <laughs> I can do all uh, these things. But the day of reckoning does come. Time to pay the bill at some point. It, it'll yeah. come due. You, you can put it off, but, you know, you, you just... You know, and people know that some of these things aren't good for them, and so there's really no argument there. Um, they really know it. It's just a matter of whether you're willing to do it or not. I mean, everyone knows that cigarettes can't be healthy, and people know that it's much more, it's much healthier to exercise. You feel better. You look better. You you stay younger. I, I have I, a patient I saw this morning. She actually's 81 years old. She's going to the Y M C A after her cardiac rehab because she enjoys it so much, and she actually looked better than she ever looked. And, and not only physically, honestly. But her physical body looked better because she, her, her, she looked better. She had a, a glow about her. You know, you, you could look, I almost thought like I could see her heart through her eyes. You can see people's hearts through their eyes. Oh, people yes. that have smiling eyes versus angry eyes. You can tell. She looked awesome. I thought she looked way younger than she's ever looked in her life today. And probably felt better. I got a piece of uh, advice once I think maybe the best. I couldn't understand it at the time. You know, the doctor told me to get a dog. And I thought, I don't want a dog. Why would I get a dog? <laughs> well, I did not get a dog then. But I have a dog now. You've probably heard him barking. He has to stay in the bedroom <laughs> during the radio show. But now I walk, I take him to the dog park, and I walk every day, mm-hmm. and he plays. He gets his energy out, and I'm walking a, a mile and a half to two miles a day, and I'm 80. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes all the difference, and the best, probably the best medical advice I've ever been given was to get mm-hmm. a dog. I did not understand it at the time. She That's probably awesome. is experiencing that same thing, you know, we have to move these bodies. They were not designed yeah. to sit all day. Correct. Um, it, it, one, one of the other things that you talk about that to me seems so critically important in terms of the heart, it, it seems to me that when people are addicted, part of it is because they must, I call it, they have a hole in their heart, and I don't mean a physical hole, mm-hmm. but they have something in their life that's so painful or so lacking that they have to fill it up with something that medicates it. And you talk about it. Talk a little bit about addiction in the heart. Sure. It's um, interesting that um, I came across that subject, though, as if um, I was thinking of everyone. Um, I, yeah, and, and it, I used two examples of of, of true scenarios of, of patients, and one, both of them had this addiction to cocaine. And um, but I actually wanted those that you know I don't want anyone to start thinking, well, huh, that's not me. I'm turning this chapter. It's actually though there are so many it, food is an addiction. I mean, smoking is an addiction. Things that we all do every day. We don't look at we don't look at each other and go, that guy needs to go to jail or that guy needs to go to. It. I don't. I'm not going to socialize with that person because they do that. But I wouldn't socialize with him because he does. He's done cocaine. 
Well, I mean, you just we can't look at it that way because there, we all have things that we need to get in better and uh, get, get control of in, in their addictions. To, to to some of them interfere with life, some of them may not, but still they all affect us at some point. But it's interesting though. The, the first one, you know, he said that he stopped, um, and when I asked him how he stopped, he, he you know he gave a bunch of you know, reasons, but he, or excuses, it sounded like, but it, it didn't sound like he really was, you know, committed to it. And I, and I think he he probably just ran out of money. The second one was a, a person, though, that he was telling the story. He all, he was about to lose everything in his business and stuff, and now it is getting to his family. And when he told me, and I, I felt the same thing. He said he had stopped, and I, I wanted to say, yeah, whatever. I'm sure you did, but I just didn't. But I just in, out of curiosity, I asked him how he stopped. How he stopped, and his story was so believable because he had a change of heart. He had a, it was in his okay again. I'm I'm uh, here to tell you the facts as I as they're presented. But his he said he had gone to a, his wife had taken him to a, a Wednesday night church service, a revival thing that he had, and he said he had he felt the spirit of Jesus overwhelm him, and he he just lost the desire. And that's his story. I knew right away. I knew that guy's telling me the truth, regardless of if he if he said a spirit or whatever. But the point is, I I happen to agree with him on the spirit of Jesus. But he, I knew he was telling me the truth. And so, but you know that guy. So because the other guy, you know, am I supposed to treat one differently than the other because one had a business and a family and he had a, a same addiction and he gave it up one way and the other one. You know, he he didn't. No, the only reason that I felt that they were different is one had a change of heart and the other one did not. And so I knew that one's going to have his problems, and and the the first one continued to have heart problems. The second one really never even had a problem heart wise. He thought he might, and and it's interesting that he found it more difficult to give up tobacco than he did the cocaine. And and I think it's just that's part of the reason he was there seeing me because I really think that God wanted him to have the same commitment. To, to do it because I don't think he had changed his heart about that, or if he did, he would have had a better t- chance to stop. So, but we all do. I mean, you see people that have an, eat, an eating addiction, addiction. They they're they've eaten too much. Some people, you know, it, it's uh, it's um, pornographic stuff, or some people it's sweets, or I mean, there's so many different things that we do in excess, and we have to have it. And I agree with you. I think it's because something somewhere is missing, whether it's the drugs. That replacing and making us feel good about ourselves, whether the, the food makes me feel better because I don't feel good about whatever is missing, it satisfies the it, it puts a patch over what you like. I, I think that's actually awesome. I, I'm going to use your uh, analogy of the hole. I, I think that was very very well put. It, it it tries to put a patch on the hole, but it doesn't fix the problem. It doesn't. The only way to really fix it is to take care of the, the whatever the issue is and and. and and I'm sure it's somewhere in your spiritual heart. If you sat down and said, if you, you know, and only that person would know what may be bothering, bothering them, they may find it, whatever spiritual book. But if I find, I've got a, a manual that I like to look at, and I'll look at the index of the Bible Delisa gave me, and I'll find out if I'm stressed. I'll go read about stress and see what it is, and I'll try to find ways that I'm supposed to take better care of the stress and do it a different way, or if, I, if it's fear or whatever it is. Um, if I'm afraid and I eat because I'm afraid, or I'm, I'm, you know, doing whatever it is because I'm, I'm afraid. Well, let me see what what does my my counselor say about um, a fear, and so I'll realize what what it's doing to me. It's really not doing anything, and, and it's putting me in a bad position. So, I think it's a patch that we use to cover up what we we need to get fixed correctly. And on that note. While people are getting a patch, we're going to take a break. 
<laughs> was that sneaky? This is Irene Conlon saying stay tuned. We'll be right back. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's one 888 346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self-improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self-improvement show. My guest today is Dr. Arthur Constantine. We're talking about the heart. Um, and we're on our last lap, so yeah, there's so many things to ask a cardiologist, uh, uh, it's hard to decide which one. One of the things I will definitely ask is, what are the important things I need to do on a daily basis? And I think we've probably touched on most of them to avoid coronary artery disease and heart attack. How do I know if I'm in trouble? What are the symptoms that I need to look for? And I understand they're different for men and women. Can, can you want to touch on that for us? I'd be glad to. Um you know, we'll start with that. The um, the routine or the the classic symptoms, and and, and you said that uh, men and uh, women are, are are different, and they can uh, and uh, oh, are we really? <laughs> we are. No, we uh, we are. Yes, and uh, we also sometimes have symptoms in heart disease that are different. Women sometimes will be more uh, subtle. They'll come in the back door, so to speak, and I'll talk about that. But the the classic symptoms, I, I don't want to get too far. It's chest pain, pressure, tightness, heaviness. Um, you know, maybe fatigue, uh, you know, lightheadedness when I'm, especially while I'm doing something. If it's at rest, you know, you have to think, my heart's at rest, but it's working. Yes, it's working. So, but if it's at rest, is it my heart or is it something else? Well, if I'm up exercising and it doesn't happen, or if I'm not exercising, just active, if I go to the, go to the door, go to the store, go, you know, do something physical, my heart's working more, it should bother me if I, you know, you hear someone that says, I carried something up the stairs or I went up, I rushed and I had those symptoms and I had to stop. And it goes away. That would be, uh, you know, either angina—that's uh, the chest pain, chest pain—that's from your heart, 
or um, you know, if it's uh, it, it can be accelerated, it's getting worse. Um, you know, in women, sometimes they're typically more uh, fatigued, just I don't feel well, I can't really tell what's going on. Um, and, and men can have that too. Diabetics are especially, it's common, they have a defective warning system. And, and it's like women sometimes too, they, don't have a de- they have a defective warning when it comes to their symptoms. Um, and some of it is hard to know. Sometimes it's because maybe the men are, you know, I'm out there hunting and gathering and doing, and, and, the, and the woman may not be as active. And, and so, you know, I've had older patients that are out there still doing stuff. The men, the women aren't as active. They're still active in that they do things, but they're not out there physically being active. But the man has to be a man. I've got to go do some stuff. I've got to cut the grass, do the things. So it may be a, a function of that, you know, what they're used to doing also. Um, so those are the you know the main. Sometimes we'll see we'll feel palpitations, skips in the heartbeat, extra beats. Um, we feel like we're going to black out, um, and, and that's really the main uh, symptoms. A fourth of all people don't even have symptoms at all. Uh, I was on call this weekend. My 95 year old that was healthy um, that came in. He wasn't mine. He's now mine because he had a heart attack. He had no symptoms. Even when he was having a heart attack, he didn't have chest pain, pressure, tightness, and nothing. And um, you know, wow. it was interesting. Yeah, so he's having a heart attack, and, and, and he, did, he didn't feel anything. So it could be a silent heart attack, and you only feel the last, the last time. You, so then when they, they have a heart attack, and then we tell the family, this is the, you know, he has three vessels all blocked. And, well, he's never had a heart attack. Well, he has. He just didn't feel it. And why he's in now is because he's short of breath because his heart's not functioning efficiently now because of the heart attacks and the damage. Um, so we see them come in a lot of different ways. Um, but mainly it's, it's a chest pressure or tightness with exertion that makes you short of breath. What do we need to do to avoid that, to prevent that? What are the most important things? Sure. The, the most important, although, you know, we will see that a lot of people don't smoke, I know, but if you're smoking, you have to stop. It's, it's important. You have to. It can cause a stable plaque to rupture, and if, if I have young people in the hospital, a new patient comes in, they, uh, my nurse or nurse practitioner will say, you've got a new patient in the hospital, he's a 45-year-old person, you know, would have never had heart disease, he, I'll say he's a smoker. I'll, I'd be right almost every time. There's a few that don't, that, and, and you can still have a plaque rupture for no reason. But if we stop smoking for smoking, now if we're, all of us should have a, a very nutritious diet, you know, uh, no processed, no boxed, no canned, I mean, not canned, I mean, but no, no microwave stuff. I mean, you know, but in general, you know, fruits, vegetables, nuts, things that, you know, that are natural things. I mean, you could have meat. You don't have to have, you know, you lean, leaner meat's better, but I wouldn't be living every day with meat. Um, you know, uh, fish, chicken, um, you know, we've got to stay away from bottom feeders, so to speak. Uh, you, you know, if you think about it, uh, a pig eats pretty much anything, and I and we were eating the pig when we have pork. Um, you know, I'm not going to... Uh, Whatever. I don't want the I don't want the I don't want the barbecue places bad at me. Um, just send them to me, and I don't mind having barbecue myself every once in a while. It's, all, it's often when you think about what it is, you want to go. I'll never eat that. Um, but you know, so and if we and, and again, exercise is very very important. Thirty to forty five minutes, and, and really every day. And, and I and have some older patients that are they're really kind of cute. They say I work I work out every day, but Sunday I, I'm taking off Sunday because they're so strict in what they believe they're going to have a day of rest. Um, but I mean, I'm going to exercise Sunday. I don't think God's going to get mad at me if I if I take time to exercise and take care of the body He blessed me with. So, um, oh, I but think that's a wonderful excuse for the little old ladies not to. Have I know it is, it is. It's kind of cute, actually. I, I think it's really nice. I don't. I never tell them. No, no. You need to go Sunday. You know. I don't. No, no. I wouldn't say that to them at all. <laughs> 
if we do that, 95% of the time, uh, you can reduce the risk by 95%. And so it's a preventable problem, although I have people that have had a heart problem for no reason. I see, uh, you know, they have no risk factors. Family history is important also. Obviously, you know, if you've got a lot of people in your family with heart disease, you may inherit some of their bad genes. Um, but I've seen families where it's everybody, and the patient comes to me for screening, saying my sisters, my brothers, my mom, my dad, my everyone. And I know for a fact it's not them. We've, we've, those persons, I'll get a little bit more aggressive and look with an arteriogram and, and if we get to that point. And, and most of the time we'll end up there because they're, they're convinced it's them too. And it's not them. It is amazing how it's not them. So we don't have to claim. That's the other thing. I don't want to claim it. I'm not claiming what my parents had because I'm going to live differently. I'm going to act differently. I'm going to take care of things differently. So I'm not going to claim it. I think that we, we sometimes get what we ask for. Um, so I'm going to compl- I'll claim good health. I'll f- you'll feel better when you claim good health than when you claim disease, I can, I can assure you, especially oh, when it's absolutely. not there. You know, we tend to create, you know, our thoughts will yes. bring things about. Let yep. me ask you this question. We talk about a broken heart. Can people die of a broken heart? You know, it, it, it's interesting that you said this because it is, there is a, a, a syndrome called broken heart syndrome, okay, that, it, it, you know, someone has a traumatic thing in their, in their family. They're, they're, they lose a husband or a wife. And they come in with a heart attack. It looks like a heart attack. It acts like a heart attack. You take them to the cath lab and, and try to emergently open the artery that's closed, and there's no closed artery. They're all they're open. And yet there's been damage to the heart. The blood tests are abnormal. There's heart muscle damage. The heart doesn't function well. If normal is 55 to 60%, it's in the 30% range, which is severe. And, and it looks like they had a heart attack in a front artery or, or you know one of the major arteries. And but there's no there may be some cholesterol lining the artery, but there's not a blockage you go fix, and it's called broken heart syndrome or another name is Takotsubo. It's a uh, I guess you can you can call it a disease, Constantine disease. If if, uh, if I'm smart enough to claim it uh, to to name it to discover it or whatever whatever it is, it's this person's a doctor's name that apparently uh, coined this. And but it is it's true. A lot of a physical an emotional stress will cause a heart attack. And that the good thing about that one is almost always it will heal over time. The heart becomes back to normal, functions back to normal almost always. It's one of the most common uh, improvements in heart function that you'll see is that one. And it's almost like and it's almost like again like the, the, the spiritual part. My spirit becomes healed. My heart becomes healed. My heart so becomes healed. Yeah, so I, I think that's a, a, a nice parallel. It's a, it's, a, it's a broken heart. When that heart is, is spiritually healed, the heart gets healed physically. And, and so it's almost a, it's a parallel there. And it's, again, uh, just more emphasis to say what I was saying is true, that, that the, the physical and the spiritual heart are, are entwined and you can't separate them. I hate to tell you this, Dr. Constantine. It's almost the end of the show. What's <laughs> oh, no. the thought? What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Well, you had brought it up earlier, and that's the uh, that this world has to change their heart. You know, as a heart doctor, I'm not wanting people to. I love procedures uh, that that I'm blessed to do and fix. That's awesome. I'm so thankful that we can fix things and get them back to functioning normally. But really, I want people to do it themselves. I want them to take better care of themselves. I don't need the extra business. No, no cardiologist <laughs> needs the extra business. We're doing fine as it is, and we want to do less of this. I think that the world can't afford to keep, you know, going through heart disease. Our country can't do it. We can't spend the money. So, but how do you do it? You change what consumes your heart, and 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 act like 
you want to take care of it, and you will. Uh, we take better car- care of our cars sometimes than we do our- ourselves. We we feed it. We take put the right gas in it. We take it to the shop. We run it. We do all the things we know it needs to do. It doesn't want to sit in the garage, but we should take better care of ourselves physically and take time to meditate and have the spiritual heart fixed so we can get our spiritual heart uh, stressed less so we don't have a stress heart attack. If we do those things, we'll be healthy, and we can spread that message around the world. They'll have a happier, healthy world. It'll be an awesome thing to do. Thank you so much. I appreciate what you've had to say so much today. Uh, It's time for us to go now, so I'm going to have to say goodbye. I say to the the listeners, thank you so much for being with us and hearing what Dr. Constantine had to say. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.